Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noah. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy the show. This is what we are covering tonight. Uh, we are going over the top 24 facts for Animaniacs. But before we do, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. You can enjoy the show on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble, Odyssey, and more. We also have membership tiers on those platforms if you'd like to support the channel, or you can check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash KOE podcast. But let's go ahead. Alrighty, so we have 24 facts about Animaniacs. What do you remember about Animaniacs? No, uh, they were crazy to the max. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows the theme song, I think, for them. So, uh, the first one, uh, 24. Uh, you can't have any Animaniacs without the Warner siblings, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Uh, these guys were a great source of hilarity, and the way they uh, played off everyone and each other, just go all around funny. Because they, they did some crazy shit. <laughs> uh, their different personalities worked well together, and they have always had many zany shenanigans going on, frustrating uh, pretty much anybody who had to interact with them within that universe. Oh, yeah. They, yeah I guess they were <laughs> annoying as fuck to everybody else. <laughs> like the doctor where he pulled his hair out. Like, he started off with hair, and then he was bald. <laughs> uh, but did you know the original designs for these cartoon siblings was going to be different? They were originally going to be ducks and were going to be called Yaki, Smacky, and Wacky. That sounds terrible. Yes, it does. So why change them to what they are now? Uh, apparently, the creators decided that there were too many ducks in the animation world as it is, so they decided to go for something a little different. What, Daffy and Donald? And I guess the Scrooge? Daffy, Donald, Howard. Uh... Scrooge and the... The three nephews. Yeah. I guess there was a lot of ducks. Oh, there's a lot of ducks. Damn. <laughs> you never really think about it. But <laughs> there's yeah. a shitload of ducks. <laughs> um, the uh, the next... Uh, now, there are a lot of jokes that managed to get past the censors, uh, which is actually kind of surprising that the network actually allowed them to get away with it. Uh, Animaniacs definitely pushed the boundaries on what was appropriate for children's programming, but apparently there were a couple of fully recorded episodes that never ended up airing. Uh, in these recordings, the voice actors were pretty much having a heyday, and it shows. The recordings are full of swearing and all kinds of jokes you probably wouldn't want your kids hearing. Uh, basically, the actors just needed a break and did a couple, a couple of sessions where they could say whatever they wanted. Just in the their character voices? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> it reminds me of that SpongeBob episode where they can say the F word, but they actually had to say the F word because it it didn't feel right with saying not saying it. Yeah. So, like, somewhere deep in the vaults of uh, whoever owns them, I guess Paramount. Yeah. Uh, there's Spongebob and Patrick just saying as many cuss words fully censored and no one's ever going to see the light of day. That's the same thing with these. Like, it's just Yakko, Wacko, and Dot just saying the, the word fuck over and over and Those over. Horrendous shit they can think of. <laughs> saying bitch. And <laughs> only in their voices. Yeah. The, that it would make hilarious. it way different, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, next fact. Uh... <laughs> Number, uh, what are we down to? 22? 23? Uh, did you know the Animaniacs technically wasn't an original work? Uh, the idea for it didn't just come out of thin air. The show was actually a spinoff of another popular cartoon sh uh, series uh, going to be called uh, Tiny Toons Adventures. 
Remember, Tiny Toons was like that Looney Tunes spinoff? Mm-hmm. Where they were kids? Yeah. that was, This was a spinoff. They were going to be a part of that? Well, it, it's... Uh, it, going, it was called Tiny Toons, but they were after Tiny Toons. Yeah. So because Tiny Toons is a success, they created Animaniacs. Okay. Uh, after Tiny Toons did so well, Spielberg said that they needed to do another cartoon similar to it. The inspirations for the Warner siblings came from Plucky Duck, and uh, the show was originally going to be just about him. But the, car- the creators decided to go in a different direction, and that's how we got Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Hmm. Uh, Animaniacs itself has inspired other spinoffs such as Pinky and the Brain. Wow, my favorite. <laughs> One, one's a genius and the other one's fucking inside. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of uh, theories was that uh, Pinky was a genius and the brain was actually insane. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, I've heard that theory before. Where they, they, they want to take over the world in one night. Yeah, and somehow it always failed for uh, the brain. And allegedly it was because Pinky was always stopping him. I think so. I, I remember. So, no, no, maybe that was true. <laughs> what are we doing tonight, boss? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. You stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> you just fucking finally lose this shit. I can't fucking stand you. I can't stand this lab. I can't stand anything. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the next one is. Uh, 21. Uh, you can't deny that Rita, the wisecracking cat, had a very beautiful voice. All of her shorts had her belting out some gorgeous songs, whether they were originals or parodies of famous songs. Um, but there is a reason that Rita's voice was so good. That's because she was uh, voiced by Bernadette Peters, a talented Broadway actress. The creators were actually going to have Ricky, uh, Ricky Lee Jones voice Rita. But when she backed out a week before recording was supposed to start, they contracted they contacted Peters, sending her a formal letter and everything. She responded to the invitation and the uh, resounding yes. So Rita's voice uh, could have sounded completely different than what it originally did. I forgot that uh, before going into all the the details for it, I forgot that it really was a Broadway actress though. That uh, did one of the voices for the singing. It, like they had enough intelligence to do the singing part that, from somebody that could sing. Oh yeah! <laughs> Instead of just going with it, hoping she could uh, knock one out. Right. And then since they had a Broadway actress, they could make every single one of those shorts that she had within the show more musical. Yeah. Cool. It's actually smart. Uh, next one we have. Uh, it's not surprising that many inspirations for cartoons come from real life. In the case of the Animaniacs, a lot of the stories and shorts were inspired by things that actually happened to the writers. Uh, but did you know that the Warner siblings had their own real life inspirations? The show's creator, Tom Ruger, based the Warner siblings on his own kids. <laughs> Jesus, I hope not. This actually does make a lot of sense since many of the Warner siblings' antics are pretty childish. They mastered the art of being simultaneously hilarious and annoying that only kids can really do. Plus, the way that they interact with each other is definitely a sibling dynamic. Uh, basically, uh, he created them just because how he's seen his kids every Jeez, single he day. He must have had a lot of inspiration. Watching them just lose their minds, bouncing off the walls like yeah. the Warner to siblings do. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, uh, next one we have uh, the Pinky and the Brain shorts got so popular that they became a spinoff series of their own. Yeah, that shit was fucking gold. Yeah, uh, and there's a good reason for it. 
it has a great combination of witty and absurd humor as it pits a genius mouse against a rather dim-witted insane mouse. Brain's attempts to take over the world are hilarious and get even funnier as he's constantly thwarted by Pinky, unwittingly. Or allegedly, the theory, unwittingly, yeah. <laughs> the theory goes, eh, maybe not so unwittingly. Uh, but did you know that Brain almost had a different voice actor? Originally, the producers wanted Patrick Stewart to be the voice for the the, Damn, uh, Patrick the brilliant Stewart. little Stewart. I would have fucking loved that. Yeah. Uh, we don't know why this didn't happen, uh, but Maurice LaMarche uh, was chosen instead to voice Brain. I still killed it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to imagine Brain's voice as anyone else's, yeah. though. <laughs> the, no, what am I doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like as Patrick Stewart. That'd be crazy. That'd be very weird. The British accent. <laughs> that would be very weird. Like when you go back and actually yeah, think, think about, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they. I think things worked like, out the way Captain, they should. Is that Jean Luc Picard? <laughs> <laughs> that would just be. It's like I think that uh, since he's so famous, it might not have worked as well. Because you couldn't picture you every time you hear it, you'd be you just thinking, thinking about John Luke Picard. Yeah, it'd be a little like too close in time. Yeah, who knows? Or now you'd be thinking of Professor X. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> uh, next one we have uh, the catchphrase that uh, we likely remembered the most from Ani- uh, Animaniacs is "Hello, Nurse." Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking perverts they were, and it's many variations. Hello, nurse. <laughs> Yakko and Wacko would often say this whenever they seen doctors uh, <laughs> scratch and sniffs. That was their name? Sniffs. Jesus. <laughs> scratch and sniffs. <laughs> it's like where they just reach for her boobs. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> or any other attractive female. Uh, it was a... Uh, <laughs> but did you know that the catchphrase wasn't originally written uh, for the Warner Brothers? The catchphrase was created initially for Buster Bunny, who used uh, to use whenever he saw Babs Bunny in Tiny Toons. No more kids, though. I know. Fuck. Don't do that. But they could, they could never get it to work coming out of Buster's mouth. Yeah, I imagine not. It always sounded uh, a little bit weird. So the writers scrapped the catchphrase, and it was later used for the Animaniacs. Whatever works. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I, I couldn't see Buster Bunny. And saying that to, uh, to a fellow Bunny, child. Yeah, that's that'd be kind of awkward. Oh, it's a good thing that they scrapped it for the, for the tiny tunes. Uh, next one we have. Uh, who doesn't remember uh, Minerva Mink? The uh, sedaciously sultry character that made her uh, made every male character drop their jaws and howl at the sky. Uh, she was basically uh, like Hello Nurse, but on steroids. <laughs> she was likely Mini Boy's uh, first crush, and the shorts she was in often capitalized on her sensuality. Uh, Minerva was definitely a memorable character in Animaniacs, but Minerva actually has the least number of solo shorts out of the, like, all the characters on Animaniacs. She only has two. Uh, and the reason behind this is that she was too good. Her character was deemed too suggestive for the show's audience, <laughs> so she was scaled back. The character was even redesigned so that uh, she showed less cleavage. Why would they mention perfection? And this is where everybody's uh, anthropomorphic furry fetish came in. <laughs> I never had one, probably because mine was uh, Jessica Rabbit. 
that was a woman redhead yeah from who was a, whose friend Roger Rabbit yeah he was a rabbit bagging the chicks of human woman but <laughs> I never had the anthropomorphic like uh, no. lust I've always had like the because of Jessica Rabbit was my first one yeah you weren't into you're not into all the I'm the not bad shit. I'm not bad I'm just drawn that way <laughs> Uh, all right, next one we have. Uh, while Steven Spielberg uh, produced Animaniacs, it was Tom Ruger who helped create and direct the show. He came up with the idea of the Warner siblings and had the, uh, and he was instrumental in how to sh- the show came to be. Uh, but what you might not know is that this is his, uh, isn't his first working on cartoons. He's also done uh, work on a few other shows that are likely part of your childhood. Before Animaniacs, Tom Ruger also worked on He-Man, a pup <laughs> named Scooby-Doo, and even <gasps> Batman the Animated Series. A pup named Scooby-Doo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's on Tubi as well. Yeah. Uh, it just goes to show how versatile he was and how he could work on uh, basically any show, whoever the intended audience was. Yeah, man knew knew his target audience, and he yeah. worked with he worked within that fucking time or that uh that frame. Yeah, I mean, even with it, like you can kind of tell, I guess, that he did work with Batman the animated series too because it was very adult themed. Oh yeah. <laughs> He tried to make, uh, instead of uh, Minerva Mink, he made Catwoman. That or, uh, I don't know if Harley Quinn counted, counted but he uh, didn't he create that character? I believe so. Or oh, that's someone else. Uh, off the top of my head. I know it wasn't in the comic books. She was no, from no, the animated no. series. No, it was from the animated series, but I can't remember who like actually created her. It was a good character. Mr. Uh, Mr. J. The character from the animated series can never be replicated, though. Yeah, I can. They tried. With, with Margaret Robbie. Mm. They got it. They got all of it. It's not bad, but... It's so good, though. <laughs> yes, but you're also waiting for the soft slide, so... I'm not, I'm not into clowns, but, uh, you know... You want to make her honk? I never... I'll never... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Alrighty, uh, next one. Uh, another memorable aspect of Animaniacs was the music. Uh, whether they were parodying popular songs and musicals or coming up with their own original works, uh, this show was steeped in music uh, and having a lot of fun with it. The score itself was done incredibly well, fitting the tone of the show in the old-style cartoon. Uh, Steven Spielberg, the producer... Uh, was the one to thank for the music. Spielberg insisted that each episode feature at least one original orchestral score. That meant that they had to uh, have a full-time orchestra playing and recording music for these episodes in the studio. Jesus, one a week? Yeah. Aren't you demanding Steven Spielberg? <laughs> Why'd you take it down? It's a kid's show. I know. Uh, next one. Fans may uh, remember that Dot's name is actually short for a much longer name. Do you know the name, though? Mm. Her real name is Princess Angelica Contessa Luisa Francesca Banana Fana Bobesca the oh, Third. Yeah, Bobana, Bobana. yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, it's a long ass fucking name. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, how did this uh, come about? Well, it actually took inspiration from another plucky female character. Producer-writer Sherry Stone came up with Dot's full name and said that it was inspired by Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> this girl also had a very long name, which was uh, Pippolata Delicatessa Windowshade Markelmint Ephraim's Daughter Longstocking. Windowshade? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Windowshade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, threw that one in there, huh? 
It's like just a random yeah, word. Like see who would notice. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really make any sense, but again, neither does uh, half of the show most of the time. Yeah. So, uh, next one we have uh, Mindy and Buttons were a great segment added uh, to Animaniacs with the adorably uh, baby Mindy getting into incredibly dangerous situations and her loyal dog Buttons protecting her from danger, often uh, to its own detriment. That dog put in some work (laughs) trying to keep that baby alive. (laughs) Uh, It was both cute and really funny, making great use of slapstick humor. But what you may not know is that these two almost didn't make it into the show. It actually, uh, again, it's thanks to Steven uh, Spielberg's kids that the two got put into the show. Spielberg was thinking about cutting Mindy and Buttons, but when his kids saw, uh, saw the drawings for them, they loved them, so he added it in. Hey, we lucky. Apparently, that made Spielberg's uh, change his mind about taking the characters out. So the whole reason uh, everybody's favorite girl and dog duo, or even in the show, is due to the kids of the producer. Cool. <laughs> you know, they're looking back at that. It's like, hey, we we kept that in there for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one we have. Uh, remember, remember the wheel of morality. Yeah, where the, where the Warner siblings try to decide what the moral of the episode was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a great way to include more witty humor and have fun with some of the popular quotes and morals. Plus, uh, we get more entertaining banter between the Warner siblings. But what was the purpose of the Wheel of Morality segment? Apparently, it was just to fill time. <laughs> Not all of the shorts for the episodes always stick up the right amount of time. Sometimes they had a few minutes left over uh, after each segment, uh, which wasn't enough for another short, but they still had to fill in the gap. Yeah. Damn. That's where the wheel of morality comes in. The repetitive nature of the segment meant that they could reuse anim- uh, animation cheaply. So it was an easy way to fill up the time and still be entertaining. So they have the dialogue. They don't have to make any more uh, cartoons. Exactly. Smart. I remember seeing that all the time at the end. Yeah, I was wondering, like, that shit's done a lot, but I'm like, yeah, that's normal. Whereas the wheel of the morality goes round and round. <laughs> and it would always be something fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, next one we have, uh, there are quite a few uh, references in Animaniacs. Between all the uh, celebrity cameos and the parodies, nothing was safe. In fact, it got to the point that it was considered a compliment and a badge of honor if Animaniacs made a parody of you. But the show also snuck in some subtler references. Uh, one of these was reference to Mystery Science Theater 3000, the popular TV show that made fun of terrible sci-fi movies. In the episode Potty Emergency, the Warner siblings are at the movie theater watching a sci-fi movie. If you look closely, you can see the characters of Mystery Science Theater 3000, M- uh, MST3K, show up in the movie. It all goes to, uh, to show that the detail that they put into each episode. Yeah. So, like, they even made little parodies in there that you never even That we would never reference to later. Exactly. Uh, next one. Uh, it's no secret that Animaniacs is full of jokes and uh, would likely sail over kids' heads. But uh, make an adult laugh at the same time. Despite the work of the network censors, a lot of humor snuck its way into the show. Uh it, what was also funny uh, was after a particularly irrelevant joke happened, Yakko would often say, Good night, everybody. <laughs> As if expecting uh, to be taken off the air. But despite the leniency uh, the writers had, there was one joke that Steven Spielberg himself outlawed fat jokes. Hmm. Couldn't make any fat jokes. Apparently, Spielberg saw that uh, positive body image was very important, and a joke about this would be inappropriate. 
Of all fucking things that they made in China. If that's what he thought, I guess, you know, I guess we respected the decision. Yes, but the fat jokes are the funny ones. <laughs> As a fat person, I, I take credit. I love fat jokes. They're funny. As myself, and also a beached whale, I also enjoy the, <laughs> I also enjoy the fat jokes. Like they don't bother me. Like as a fat person, fat jokes do not bother me. Like, Probably because I, I know, like, if I really, maybe it's the thing. Like, if we you feel know like, that you can put in effort and lose the weight. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah, and most people can. <laughs> like, what was it you I said? Want, I want the bacon biscuit. <laughs> got the biters. <laughs> I got the biters. <laughs> like, there's very few people that, uh, again, it, unpopular opinion, but most people can lose weight if they try. Like, yeah, if you have like, you, like you, you have to like, it is truly a fucking daunting task. You know what? One time I did to lose weight, I went from like 240 to one. 60 was uh anytime like, I, I had a set plan of meals mm-hmm. i eat morning uh, uh, lunch and then night that's it nothing in between and i had one phrase that i said to myself over oh, that doesn't work anymore but i would tell myself ride the wave basically i would ride the wave of like any feeling of wanting to eat some junk food some soda anything just, just ride that feeling out and like a fucking ocean the wave will eventually ebb down back into normal yes uh, oh you know fl- flat so if you can ride the wave of that fucking craving it'll go away yes and it usually does and to me i think there's only a few instances like where there's you know how every fat person they always say i have a thyroid problem not everybody does i'm sorry but you you i don't know if every fat person says that most of the people that i know that are fat yeah i got a thyroid problem it's like no you have an eating problem these are the same people that have like uh what is it the uh the hobbits how they have second breakfast these motherfuckers oh, have yeah, fourth like, uh, and fifth breakfast what about fifth breakfast <laughs> and second lunch <laughs> i don't know like i've always enjoyed uh, well me being like a more uh enjoyment like i'm a person i'm a pro what's the i'm a connoisseur of the female form so i i, I don't mind uh a nice uh, big heavy set woman. I don't mind an, uh, a ninety pound woman. No, my whole thing is you can like whatever you want and you can be whatever you want to be, but don't get mad if you get made fun. It's all that cushion though. Oh, so nice. I don't need a Tempur Pedic. I, I do. <laughs> it, it it's memory foam. It, it contorts to your body. <laughs> <laughs> is it like uh, uh i'm very open to all female body types oh uh, and ages you can be 92 years old <laughs> you know who can, you know who, uh, who what was a surprise was she's 76 is susan sarandon and she can get all of the business <laughs> to this day oh, i can't remember the uh the comedian's name oh. now uh, i'm sure you've seen it before where he talks about how uh he set up his uh friend's uh bachelor party and had that one big girl that yeah. wrestled him yeah. yeah i remember where he said he ran at her and then she fought she was like she was ready because she used to apparently she fights him all the time so she beat the she was like six two wasn't she yeah she hit him with her titties and she fucking knocked him the fuck i remember that titty bombs <laughs> but the funniest thing i remember is like he ran full force at her and he ran into her and it stopped and he just stopped yeah. and got thrown back out across the floor that's the kind of thing that i don't need <laughs> all right uh moving on then uh number nine we have uh remember the famous song yakko's world yeah where yakko sang all the countries of the world 
Uh, it was catchy and educational. It was. And Rob Paulson, Yakko's voice actor, still has a song memorized and will sometimes <laughs> sing it at conventions. Damn. <laughs> I remember seeing those too. He actually will do that. And he changed the countries that don't exist no more into the ones that do. That's cool. So he rechanged the words to where it's completely accurate still. Nice. <laughs> he could probably like drop another, like a drop a TikTok. He did. With the animation. Yeah, he did. He did, he did, he did the whole thing. Nice. I think it was for the new Animaniacs that we came back out. And they have the one where it's like with Donald Glover where he's like ah, and then he gets shot he's like this is America <laughs> this is my area <laughs> I got the strap uh, the song has become one of the most popular songs in Animaniacs yeah. but where did it come from Apparently, the guy who wrote the song wasn't even working on Animaniacs at the time. Uh, Randy Rogel was working on Batman the Animated Series when he wrote the song. The story goes that uh, he was helping out his son with his geography homework when he realized that he could make a song out of all the countries. So, he wrote it up. He somehow figured out all the countries could be made into one song? Yeah. There's a lot of countries. Some of them don't even rhyme sometimes. Yeah. He then gave it over to the writers of Animaniacs since he figured they could use it. They eventually brought uh, him onto the staff to as a writer too after that nice because <laughs> that's a long ass song too didn't they like that was I don't know if it was just that one episode but I feel like they added it to almost a lot of the episodes well they had that then they had the uh, one where Wacko did the state capitals and states yeah like I feel like they just like either put it at the end of the episode or in between or something or was it just one episode that had those specific uh, I think it was just one episode because I, I saw that shit all the time it was on rerun <laughs> Jesus that, that was like one of the episodes that always showed up <laughs> uh, next one we have number eight. Uh, the part of Wacko uh, was uh, actually Jess Harrell's first big step into voice acting. Uh, you wouldn't have thought that uh, the way he nailed the part. Uh, but another thing you may not know is that Jess Harnell is also with a lead vocalist in a rock group called Rock Sugar. <laughs> like nobody would have would have really expected that. Wacko is voiced by a rock star. The <laughs> <laughs> Metalocalypse. Uh no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's that's actually a, a cartoon. Yeah, I know. A little rug, yeah. Yeah. So basically wacko I slips in and out of diabetic coma. <laughs> uh number seven. Uh the actors behind the three Warner siblings, Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell, and uh Tress McNeil. Uh, definitely had a blast doing the roles. But did you know that the actors have voiced many other cartoon characters as well? Uh, they've become quite the uh, voice acting legends at this point. Paulson, who voices Yakko, was all, uh, also, uh, he voiced Dr. Scratch and Sniff and Pinky. Oh, huh. Uh, he also voiced Raphael from TMNT and countless voices on other cartoons. Uh, McNeil, the voice of Dot, was also the voice of Babs Bunny from Tiny Toons. Uh, Principal Skinner's mother from The Simpsons, and a whole bunch more. Uh, Jess Harnell was actually a newcomer to the voice acting world whenever he voiced Wacko, but since then, he has done uh, Ironside from Transformers and uh, Cedric from uh, Sophia the First. Hmm. So he's done a few other. They've been getting down on the voice acting business. Yeah. They've done a lot of different things. Uh, number six. Uh, you can't really imagine the Animaniacs without the three crazy Warner siblings. Uh, they also they always introduced themselves as Yakko, Wacko, and our sister Dot. And it seems that the three si the three was the magic number for the siblings. But uh, there was actually going to be a fourth Warner sibling. The creators uh, toyed around with the idea of uh, beginning, uh, but ultimately decided to go with just the three. 
Uh, the idea uh, was brought about later in one of the Animaniacs movies that never got made. The writers had an idea that they had a fourth sibling named uh, Lacko. <laughs> Lacko. Yeah. Uh, he would prove himself to be so useless that the other Warner siblings would essentially fire him. Uh, that's a funny kind of concept, but uh, they never went through with it. So it was going to be the three, and it's like he's so horrible that they fire him out of the three. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we're, we're, we're related. I don't understand. Exactly. Uh, last, uh, let's see, number five. Uh, Wacko is often the favorite Warner sibling for many fans. He's endearing, strange, and incredibly funny. His voice is also quite contrast to his name since he is a pretty mellow tone. But apparently, uh, when it came to his voice, the casting director had a really hard time trying to find one that fit. Many of the auditions consisted of actors making their craziest voice since the character's name was Wacko. Hmm. None of these voices worked for Wacko as they were com- uh, coming up empty, basically. But when Jess Harnell uh, was brought on, he uh, won the director over with his impersonation of the Beatles as they eventually went with a modified version of Ringo Starr's impression uh, for the voice of Wacko. Huh, okay. That's why he's got that kind of like slow <laughs> voice, even though he's crazy. So if you think of a speech pattern that sounds familiar, that's probably why. He sounds like one of the Beatles. Like Ringo Starr. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> uh, next one we have, uh, it's no secret that Animaniacs attracted not only kids, but a lot of adults as well. Uh, there was a, a This was kind of a rare thing for uh, cartoons at the time. Uh, most cartoons were generally uh, just marketed towards kids as an excuse to push toys. But a lot of that changed with cartoons like Animaniacs. In fact, its adult fan base was a bit larger than what you would think. Back in 1995, over one-fifth of the Animaniacs viewers were 25 and older. Damn, it's a lot. Which is totally different. Than, like now, that's normal. But oh, yeah. back then, not so much. So, <laughs> so when uh, Harry Potter first came out, yeah. and then all of a sudden, all the adults were trying to read it. And it was so embarrassing for them that they actually made with they made it like a blank hardcover copy I, re- I remember that yeah yeah because you know, they didn't want to be spotted reading harry potter <laughs> uh so a good portion of the viewers were actually adults who were really enjoying the show uh basically it was because it had great animation witty banter and just enough jokes to make you snicker while your kids look at you in confusion <laughs> where they're like what the fuck is so funny you'll get it when you're older <laughs> Uh, number two, ever wonder why the uh, animation seems to age so well in Animaniacs, especially compared to other 90s cartoons? Well, the quality of the animation for this show uh, had a much higher production value than standard TV shows. The show also had a much higher cell count than other TV shows. Basically, those uh, behind the show went above and beyond to make the cartoon as high of quality as possible in the animation itself. Uh, it definitely shows. You'll notice that the animation is very smooth and the movements of the characters are incredibly fluid. You can also see that the characters don't just stand still and speak, but move around as well. Hmm. Animaniacs pretty much raised the bar quality for TV animation of the time. Nice. Something that most people don't think of. I mean, but that's kind of like a lot of them were kind of hold up. I don't know if they were remastered, but like Tom and Jerry and the Looney Tunes. Yeah, they remastered a lot of them. I can never mind that. Yeah, that, I think that was the one th- one of the huge things that stood out for Animaniacs is that they instead of the characters like even now like um, there's some like uh, like Family Guy where they're just standing and talking blah, 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 blah. it's just the the yeah. the lip flaps basically that's it they even do it at a, like an actual anime now where there's like the, you can tell the low budget ones because it'll have them just standing there talking and not moving at all 
like they gotta save money somehow and that's a way to do it <laughs> apparently they spared no i know time. one piece is fucking dipping into the bank <laughs> man these i actually seen the last like i don't I haven't watched the show but i've seen those two episodes man these episodes are going way too hard oh give me a migraine just watching the <laughs> so, fuck, oh fuck you what, the fuck is like what i told you about the whole the yeah uh, <laughs> oof. hard like, to follow like i get the concept that it's more of a cartoonish character like where he becomes almost kind of like Looney Tunes. Like he finally, abilities. yeah, he reaches peak. Yeah, which is fucking Tune Force. And everything makes him. It reminded me of Yu-Gi-Oh, the Tune character. Tune Force, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it. Exact, perfect description. But the camera just has to stay set. That was horrible, horrible. And I only watched 15 minutes of the highlight. So <laughs> it's like, oh, that's basically the whole fight. <laughs> Like the first like fifteen minutes is them talking, like the 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 powers. I don't know why people were getting mad about that really because I do get the point of like uh, that was going. He's to be more a, of a cartoon, yeah. Like that tune. He's, he's got the fucking uh, stretch abilities. He's been doing goofy shit his whole fucking career. Yeah. So him becoming like the epitome of pure cartoon esque character and laughing the entire fucking time. He was losing his shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right last one uh we do love yakko wacko and dot and we adore their crazy antics and one uh witty one-liners but uh do we actually know what species these kids are the short answer is not really the long answer kind of but not really <laughs> the creators of the show designed the siblings to look uh like the cartoon characters from the 1920s uh such as oswald the lucky rabbit and uh mickey mouse this explains their slightly thinner designs with long ears. The show also didn't want them to look too much like Mickey Mouse, so they rounded out their features a bit more, giving them a more distinctive look. As a result, uh, they don't really have a specific species that they look like. Damn. It's so like, pretty them. much like like uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really knows what he is. He's but just, you're kind of everything, apparently. He's just bigger. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He's just kind of once of everything, you know. Or The Rock. You don't really know what he is. You know what he is, but you don't know what he is. Yeah, he, got, he got a good mix, apparently. Yeah. It's weird. Like uh, it's always interesting seeing people like from different uh, heritages when they come together and have a kid. Yeah, the kid's just like, man, you just sure came out. Sometimes it turns out fucked up though. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this one. Man. Not everyone has beautiful babies. No, and some of them look like garbage bars. <laughs> this one ugly ass baby, ma'am. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> I don't want to be an asshole, but I can't remember. Uh, damn it! There's a YouTube channel uh, where he's a Japanese guy, but he goes up to people that live in Japan that look different than normal Japanese people. Uh -huh. He went up to this one dude. It's like, oh my god, what the fuck happened to you? He had a uh, a black mom and a Japanese father. He got the worst traits of both, so his eyes were completely closed. But he had dreadlocks and fro on, like, huh. It was odd looking. It's an interesting combination. It was just. I've never seen somebody with the hairstyle before, so it's hard to describe. It wasn't braids. It's kind of like the weekend. The weekend, huh? You know, the crazy, weird fucking hair he usually has? So I thought it was just a regular, like, uh,. Kind of like an afro, was it? Like a really low not, end. Not the not the afro. No, low like, end afro. Not and not. I wouldn't say afro. This dude, uh, he specifically chose to have these like dreadlocks on the side, like Joe Dirt. 
I just, I just just came onto my head. Well, it was on the back, <laughs> and then it wasn't a fro on top because everybody knows what a fro looks like, or even like a, just a short fro. Yeah, this is like nappy, nappy, nappy fro. Huh. Like, bro, what the fuck happened to you? But the guy went up to me. He's like, oh, <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> Came around the corner of a store. Oh, are you? <laughs> We're gonna ask these people questions, but just like, oh. <laughs> it was hilarious though. Just the, the expression that he had because he's never seen somebody that looked like that. Maybe just playing up for the camera, probably. No, because he went up to everybody else normal. <laughs> And he went up to other black people that were in Japan that, you know, they speak Japanese fluently and everything like that because they've lived in Japan their whole lives or their family lived there or whatever. And he is asking them kind of like, uh, how do people treat you? Do they treat you like an American? Do they treat you, you know, like different ways or whatever? But just that one dude specifically. Oh. <laughs> that was kind of like that gas almost that you had in Sailor Moon. That was a re- recognition of glory from the old days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's Sailor Moon. <laughs> Slay Queen. <laughs> the first heroine. Yeah. What, a, what about Sailor Mercury and Venus and fuck that bitches? <laughs> it's all about the moon or nothing. <laughs> you just want to see that moon. <laughs> but that's all I got for Animaniacs today and everything and a little bit of information. Hopefully, it's uh, stuff that you didn't already know. Yeah, something to entertain yourself with. Yeah, on this long, cruel existence we call life. And and think. Uh, it exists again, too, because they, they created more episodes of Animaniacs, I believe, on Hulu. Huh. Like, Look that up. Yeah. They, they restarted it again. Do I still have Hulu? <laughs> I did quite a stream purge recently. Well, uh, everybody went up, too. Did you see that? Yeah, uh, fucking bullshit. Disney Plus is going up like 30%. Uh, Netflix is going to be... I don't know if they're going up. They better again. not. I'm already giving them $20. Uh, Hulu is going to be going up, too. Um, dang it. Yeah. Because since Disney owns Hulu... So you get you get fucked on both ends like a goddamn spit rust. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Disney doesn't have enough content. No, they don't. And they to, took to off fucking a lot. keep. Uh, and yeah, they, they they drop a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like 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 if you couldn't handle being a streaming service, you shouldn't have done it. Right. But they took they're, off, they're over here cost cutting. They took off a bunch of like uh, popular movies and stuff like that. So unbelievable. I mean, I had it and I cut it off as soon as they added Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I got to see that, and I'm done. I kept it for two months, I think, and that was it. <laughs> the price of a film ticket, if you were to go see Basically, it. yeah. So, it's like, eh, it is what it film is. Film tickets are cheap and the matinee, but damn, they sure fuck you on the food. Yes, they do. I don't know where they get this food or why is it marked up so high. I will never understand movie theater uh, economics. Because that's the only way they make their money. It's like, uh, hey, this movie is like seven fifty. Awesome. You want a bottle of water? Nineteen forty-seven, please. <laughs> I'm like, God, it's, almost, it's almost Disneyland prices. It's like it is just the most. Reti- I'll rant about it later. <laughs> this will be another rant. Yeah. <laughs> but anything else to add before we head out? Um. No. I was about to say something truly horrendous. <laughs> All right. Well, listen to uh, Noe's rant this Monday, and we will see you guys on the next one.